Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this Tinnitus podcast is all about the tinnitus science, tinnitus relief strategies, strategies for you to habituate to your tinnitus, leave tinnitus behind. Um, yesterday I recorded a fantastic podcast episode that releases in the middle of December with um, a longtime tinnitus coach and expert uh, Glenn Schweitzer from the US. And, you know, we talked about how it's really possible for everyone to get pass, uh, to get better with that tinnitus and for everyone to habituate to a tinnitus because your brain is obviously um, in the ability that it can put tinnitus where it belongs, namely in the background. And that he would say that <laughs> he want to, wants to hire a, a scientist who runs behind the people and checks uh, because the people always say to me, also to me often in my coaching as it happens, to say like, I hear my tinnitus 24-7. And literally, that's not possible. I brought the example that when you have to, when you have eaten something bad and you immediately have to run to the bathroom, I'm very, very sure that your tinnitus is going to be the least of your concerns in that very moment. So, you know, you know, testing the hypotheses of how much your tinnitus is, is bothering you at any given time is a good segue into today's episode. Uh, in today's episode, we want to talk about um, tinnitus white noise on a Black Friday. <laughs> I uh, thought about this um, this topic for a while, and I uh, previously said that I was not going to do any Black Friday offer because uh, my wife and I we uh, work very very heavily on this tinnitus community. We're working very heavily to make my tinnitus club work for every single one of you and uh, therefore we can't really afford any discounts because we have to pay our rent we have to buy bread and we have to buy coffee so therefore of course it's a little bit difficult but I thought of something and then I thought you know what actually I can do something I know that things get tough out there that uh, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult but I thought about something I included a nice Black Friday deal so if you click in the link of this episode you'll find the Black Friday deal right there um, it includes access to our membership community as well as my eight weeks uh, tinnitus book the accepting the unacceptable and eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation so if you want to check out that deal uh, that Black Friday deal is valid from uh, Friday to Monday so Monday at midnight um, that offer expires and then it's off the table and you won't be able to get it anymore but yeah it's just a little little goodie from uh, me and Stefania uh, the tinnitus community host um, yeah but uh, today in this episode we want to talk about white noise sound therapy for tinnitus a little bit the benefits and uh, the for and against the pros and cons so to say um, uh, there are some people who say you know sound therapy is the one thing that you should do and here are your three thousand dollar hearing aids and this is what they can do for you and then there are some other people who say you know there's also um, uh, things that are not so great about sound therapy um, basically the fact that this is distracting you, but it's not dealing with the underlying condition, the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that you have towards your tinnitus. Therefore, it's not really the right kind of strategy for you to habituate to your tinnitus, right? So there, there's two schools of thoughts. And in today's episode, we get a little bit into uh, both uh, of these schools of thought. And um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you already, uh, we're very excited about a few things coming up in our community, including um, our eight weeks course that's based on the book. So if you like the book already, the Eight weeks course is coming up in the premium members area inside our club community 
Um, that eight weeks course is, uh, again, based on the book, as well as, and this is uh, included in all membership plans, our 30-day Tinnitus Challenge. From the 1st of January, uh, Stephanie and I have planned tons of content, uh, daily little things that you can engage with your fellow community members on, uh, learn to habituate, learn uh, some science-based strategies, and we have a weekly group coaching call um, to follow along with the 30-day Tinnitus Habituation Challenge, and it's going to be Great. So if you want to be part of any of that, then go to www.mytinnitus.club to sign up for your individual 14 days free trial. Just uh, make sure that you sign up for the right subscription. Uh, the best subscription, I always say, is the premium subscription where we have extra coaching sessions, um, six hours of extra coaching material, video coaching material, as well as the new beta version of the eight weeks course based on the book. But enough talking about all of this, enough offers, etc., and all of that kind of stuff let's get into where the money is today the money today is in discussing whether sound therapy can help you in your tinnitus journey or whether it can uh, sometimes be a little bit detrimental to your process right and uh, yeah so let's do the quick intro and then get right into the episode about sound therapy and whether or not it will help you on your journey towards tinnitus habituation Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Yeah, so welcome back everyone to the show. In today's episode, as I promised uh, you guys, we have tinnitus white noise on a Black Friday. <laughs> what a title, eh? No, today we want to uh, give you a brief overview of introduction to sound therapy, some of the benefits that sound therapy promise, um, some success story and some research behind that sound therapy on what people might actually be saying about sound therapy and then um, compare it to behavioral approaches and what the differences are between sound therapy and behavioral approaches and also um, to see whether and why some of them might be more and some of them um, less beneficial, right? So uh, we get a little bit into um, why both of them can be effective in certain cases and in other cases it might be different to apply a different uh, approach and sometimes you might just want to try a combination of both of them. So join me in an episode all about sound therapy and uh, let's start with the first section of uh, talking sound therapy. Right, so sound therapy, the primary objective of sound therapy is that you replace the sound that you perceive. So the tinnitus, whatever it might sound like, right? Some people have sort of like crickety sounding, some people have a hissing, some people have a ringing, some people have a humming. Uh, pretty like any any kind of sound that you can imagine. Some people have pulsatile tinnitus that varies with the heartbeat. Some people have monotone tinnitus. Some people have neighboring frequencies. I, for example, have a few different high-pitched frequencies ringing all at once. A little bit like a church concert, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, that's sort of like where sound therapy comes in. Sound therapy comes in and replaces the sound of your tinnitus that is, of course, annoying and distressing to you and comes in and, and replaces it with a more pleasant sound, right? For some people that might be white noise, for some people it might be brown noise, might be pink noise, might be ocean sounds, rain sounds, crickets, 
anything, right? And we have tons of those in my on, on our YouTube channel as well. So if that's something that you want to check out, we have even some that are like 10 hours long. Um, if you have a YouTube subscription, then you can uh, turn those on for sleeping if you need them. But uh, bear with me because later on in the episode, I can tell you a little bit why. Um, of course, it can be a little bit like a crutch when you when you break your leg and start walking again, uh, even with, with crutches, right? That can support you to be able to walk. But in eventually, obviously, you want to leave the crutches behind and be able to walk normally again. And in the same way, I'm uh, already giving up a little bit, but in the same way, I believe that um, if you get too used to sleeping with sound therapy, then eventually uh, your sleep will be disrupted, disturbed because of the changes in sound therapy or it turns off or your battery, etc., etc. So in the long run, uh, you will have to learn and you will know that um, uh, tinnitus is no real obstacle to your sleep. The behavior towards your tinnitus when you hear it at night in your bed is what's not letting you sleep right so if you if you if you struggle with sleep for example and you're using sound therapy for sleep then i really suggest you listen to the episode that i recorded two episodes ago with uh, dr guy meadows my absolute favorite sleep scientist um he's one of the people that i most find wonderful in his work of helping people all over the world to overcome insomnia and we discuss a lot of how you can deal with insomnia better and deal with tinnitus and insomnia and to get to better sleep right so if that's something you're struggling with then i really suggest that you uh, check out that episode that i recorded with dr guy meadows very very helpful and insightful episode for me as well um yeah but uh, in essence what you do in sound therapy and this is the main benefit of sound therapy you replace the sound of your tinnitus with a sound that is less threatening to you and why is that important well we've established already that it's not the sound so the tinnitus itself that triggers you but the way you relate to it right so you might have started dealing with tinnitus and the ENT told you there's nothing they can do and you might have gone to Google and you Google tinnitus and uh, seen a lot of negative stories out there and and all these like difficult things and and I always say to the people who, who, who say like hey but what about the community aren't there many people who are negative in your community about tinnitus and I'm like nope it's not a negative community it's a community that exists exists within the realm of me as a coach using science-based tools and helping every single one of you guys habituate. So we have tons of success stories. We of course have people who have a difficult day, but then we have other people who suggest strategies and tips and tricks to that person having a difficult day on how to overcome their difficult day. And when you see that people even share their smallest wins after like two or three days inside the community, it just turns into this amazing thing. That's the opposite of this negative herd mentality where people run after each other and say, if this doesn't work, then I'm going to do that. Or if this doesn't do work, then I'm going to do that. And it's exactly the opposite. It's like, I've done this and it worked and it's amazing. And look at how my shifted. And yeah, but um, you know, sound therapy does exactly that. Sound therapy tackles exactly your negative emotional reactivity because when you are no longer threatened by the sound that you hear, but you replace it with something more pleasant, for example, ocean sounds, or for some people it might be crickets, for other people it might be rain sounds, pink noise, white noise, whatever what. Uh, again, you can find uh, some very cool sound therapy uh, videos on my channel, and I'm telling you in a little bit why I have them there. Um, because, of course, when someone's relatively new to tinnitus, um, often like all these behavioral approaches that we're going to get into the episode as well a little bit later on they won't even work right because the person's not 
in a condition that they can understand that cognitive diffusion technique or that acceptance and commitment therapy can help them to habituate to their tendencies, right? They're, they're in a severe state of anguish and, and anxiety and panic, right? So of course it makes sense for that person in the same way that if you have a schizophrenic or severely depressive person, in order for them to go through a longer form therapy, you will have to have medication, right? So these people are able to undergo therapy, Right, so in the end, it's not the medication, not necessarily only the medication, but the approach of medication and therapy together that gets them back on that track, gets them better. But in order to be able to administer therapy, talking therapy with them, right, psychotherapy or something, you have to get the medication so they can go and so the brain can come back into a place where it's able to do the talking therapy. And in the same way, the sound therapy can do exactly that, right? So if you're dealing with very severe tinnitus and you're very highly anxious and things are very difficult for you, then of course it's difficult to sign up to our community and do the courses and and uh, and, and and understand how acceptance and commitment moves you closer to habituation while while you're uh, severely anxious or even having a panic attack, right? So in my opinion, and this is my personal take, please know that there are many other beliefs out there and that there are uh, people who say sound therapy can get you fully habituated. Um, I don't believe in that. But uh, uh, this is my personal take. My personal take is sound therapy is a, a, a good and valuable crutch if someone starts dealing with tinnitus and uh, for someone to really overcome these worst challenges and worst, uh, most difficult days, you know, because it literally helps to lower your nervous system. Yeah, it, it, it helps to calm your nervous system down because you're not constantly triggered by the sounds you perceive to be threatening or dangerous. Right, which is the very thing that you want to overcome anyways when you want to habituate to your tinnitus. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of an exposure therapy because you can you can start feeling better, although tinnitus is still in the background while you're masking. So uh, in essence, you have a little bit of exposure therapy while at the same time knowing that tinnitus is in the background and uh, and it's okay so because you're focusing on the masking sounds, right? I, I honestly, I, I used a lot of masking because there was nothing else when I started dealing with tinnitus 15 years ago, right? So for me, there was nothing else. So I played rain sounds on, on, on YouTube. I, I, I listened to ASMR videos to get me to sleep. Um, I, I, I did all of these things, right? But it, also because I didn't know that there was a behavioral framework I could follow in order to get better. And naturally, over over month or years, it, it, it did. But, but you know, at the time, there was no one telling me like, you look, if you follow this framework, then naturally things will evolve and you move your brain closer to habituation, which is what we do in the community, for example, right? So um, uh, uh, that's something that we do daily for our members. We'll be back in the episode in just a short moment. I just wanted to share with you something that Dawn, uh, one of our Tinnitus Club members, talked about recently. She shares uh, her insights into Tinnitus habituation and what the community has been doing for her. And of course, we'd be super honored to welcome you into our community as well. But let's give uh, Dawn the word. I think um, I've had it for about the same as you, 15, 16 years, and I have habituated to it three times in the past. Uh, but this last time, um, I was just floored with it. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, then I found this place and it's taught me n no end. Um, how I was dealing with it was wrong. You know, it's taught me not to react to it. Um, and like you said, it's nice knowing because I think it's a very isolated disease. Um because you're the only one that can hear it, your family can't. So you're you you're only 
you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Uh, but when you come to somewhere like this, it just it it's it makes it easier because you know that you're not on your own. And it's just probably been the best thing. I'm in the best place now in this last two years than I I have been for like I say in the last two years. I'm I'm just it's amazing what it's done for me. So if you're experiencing something that's similar to what Dawn is going through, then you know absolutely where to go and where to look and where to turn to. Um, we'd be super excited to welcome you in our MyTinnitus.club community. So if you head over to www.MyTinnitus.club, you can sign up for your 14 days free trial, um, join one of our members events, introduce yourself to our other members. We are currently getting a buddy system going so that people who are already way on their part to habituation can support and help other people who are newer in the community so if this is something that you want to uh, get into and you want to live your best life despite tinnitus then sign up for your free trial at www.mytinnitus.club but let's get back into the episode um yeah so um uh, the benefits of sound therapy are then very clear um it's 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 able it's enabling you to become a little bit more functional um to basically take those high peaks of anxiety and 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 difficulty off off of you and and i'm saying look like if someone's like not sleeping because of their tinnitus then you know anything that helps them to get a couple of hours of restful sleep without having to take pills or alcohol then that's non-invasive right sound therapy great thing then you know like go ahead and use it um but i'm telling you in a longer period of time i'm telling you the opposite can happen because then you hook your attention on the sound therapy because you're keeping out the unwanted and then when the sound therapy suddenly stops your your phone runs out of battery your hearing aid turns off because it doesn't have a charge anymore or your airpods run out of battery um then of course it becomes more difficult, right? Because then the tinnitus is there at full blast again. And then suddenly all of these negative emotions, feelings and thoughts, they come up in full blast and then you're actually not at all habituated. Habituation being the place where your brain totally knows that experiencing tinnitus is a benign body sensation, something you don't have to worry about, that you don't constantly have to be upset around and worrying about. So, you know, the, the most important thing for you actually is for your brain to know that you're absolutely in the place where you're supposed to be and that you're safe where you are. Right, I, I'm deaf in one ear. I have this hearing aid, high-pitched tinnitus, and you know I'm safe. Like if I have a spike, I go along with the spike. I I don't react. I I don't mind. I sit down in meditation, and even with my tinnitus, I experience silence for me. Yeah. So you know what you need to know is that of course when you start dealing with tinnitus, sound therapy might be a very good way to sort of like avoid the negative reactivity. But in longer periods of time, sound therapy can actually be detrimental because it helps you to avoid the mo the thing that you don't need to avoid in the first place, right? Think about it like this, like people who are habituated, their tinnitus is not an obstacle for them. They don't mind perceiving their tinnitus once in a while. And think about this, right? The people who are habituated, they know that 99% of the time they don't hear their tinnitus or they don't consciously perceive it, right? That you sometimes hear it naturally, right? But if you have the perspective that that's not a bad thing for you to happen or that's not a bad thing for you to experience, then your brain constantly shifts away into other things, right? And it's not putting full attention on this thing that it has started to develop as as as, as seeing as something dangerous. Um, 
And now uh, let's get into the uh, behavioral approaches a little bit. Um, I'm telling you a little bit more about the behavioral approaches because we talked about sound therapy by now and I've shared with you why I believe that sound therapy, especially when someone is new to tinnitus, can be very valuable, but also why in other instances I believe that behavioral approaches are more suited. And uh, this is in the fact that um, on, in a long-term uh, process of habituation, I think behavioral approaches are a lot more um, a lot more suited in order to really tell your brain and your nervous system that what you're experiencing is absolutely fine, that you're safe to experiencing this. In the same way, right, that I always talk about the spider phobia, that the person might sit there in the room with a therapist uh, seeing the spider. And I mean, I know that many people from Australia are also listening to this. So please, if you're in Australia, maybe this doesn't apply to you. But here in Europe, we have no dangerous spiders. Right, so when the, the the person gets confronted with the spider image here in Europe, it starts to suddenly doubt their reaction towards the spider because the spider hasn't moved in all these hours with this therapy session. The person has this massive reaction to the towards the spider, but eventually it learns like, oh, spider not dangerous, no more reaction, fine, right? And, and essentially the same thing happens when we apply behavioral approaches to tinnitus. Eventually your brain learns, ah, not dangerous. Maybe sometimes annoying, maybe sometimes focusing a lot on it, maybe spent a lot of energy fighting this, but you know, this is actually fine to experience. This is not dangerous for me. The, the dangerous part is how I behave towards it and that sucks me into that down that rabbit hole and gets me into that negative reactive cycle that costs me all my energy and makes it extremely difficult for me to live my life. But that is not the tinnitus itself, that's the way you behave around your tinnitus. So that's why I'm saying in the long run, a behavioral approach towards tinnitus um, is, in my opinion, a lot more suited to get you through the place of habituation, whereas your brain uh, doesn't classify the tinnitus as something that it constantly needs to uh, employ more coping strategies against, right? And uh, honestly, I'm, I just I just want to put this out there again, because this is the most valuable stuff that I've created over the last few years is inside our community, the online courses and everything that we have in there for you to be able to use these frameworks in order to tell your brain that you're actually safe and, and things are not dangerous for you here, right? And, and, and the difference to all these other apps out there, um, they might be based on courses, etc. The difference is that you have weekly group coaching sessions with me, with all the other people in the community on a Zoom call uh, on a weekly basis and you get to join them and you get to apply all these strategies that I share inside the community in the courses, etc. You get to apply them together with me and all the other people who are in the community. So by now you've probably heard some of the success stories already and now you know also why I'm a firm believer that sound therapy can be good uh, in the first part of your tinnitus journey because it helps to take the edge off of uh, everything that you're experiencing without having to take too many benzos or something, right? I'm never giving medical advice. I'm a coach here, but I'm saying like, if there's a way for you to go with the least amount of medication, that surely is more helpful than, uh, uh, than you know, going to your doctor and, and taking all these different pills. By all means, you know, if you feel like you're very depressed and things are difficult, then by all means, always please reach out to your doctor and talk about the appropriate medication for you in your place. Um, that's obviously very, very important. And it's not something that we we help you with. That's something that you need to talk to your GP or your specialized doctor with. Um, but, uh, you know, we help you in the same way with these behavioral approaches to shift your perspective on your tinnitus, to move your, um, your perspective on tinnitus into a place where your brain naturally habituates to tinnitus. So, 
Um, uh, by now, you've, you've, you've heard that we have all these um, amazing uh, behavioral approaches inside our club community. And uh, I've also shared with you that uh, using the link below the podcast episode, you can uh, find uh, them on my YouTube channel. So if you click on the link on the YouTube channel, you'll find some of these uh, uh, sound therapy videos that can help you if you're going through a very difficult time. But at the same time, you know, it could be in a combination of those two approaches, you know, and then where uh, in later stages, you slowly but steadily phase out the uh, sound therapy approach because you're starting to getting to know your tinnitus better and knowing that you don't have to fear it and putting your brain into the best perspective to naturally habituate to your tinnitus, right? So I'm saying a combination of those can equally work, work well always on the circumstance that eventually the uh, sound therapy can fade out. Now, nothing that should give you more anxiety because I'm also not a fan of saying like, rip your sound therapy out and, and force yourself to sit down and listen to your tinnitus. There's no use if you get a panic attack, right? Um, and because then you will probably avoid it altogether, right? And then you will never go back from sound therapy. So be gentle with this. Um, uh, come inside our club and, 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 and get the support from all these other amazing members in there. Uh, we have some great uh, uh, stories that we've shared on this podcast already from people who are inside the community and who have really habituated to their tinnitus to the point that they say they can fully live their life now without being worried about their tinnitus day in and day out. And yeah, you know, it's my passion. It's my passion. It's uh, Stefania's, my wife's passion to uh, work for you guys, to provide um, uh, the space for people with tinnitus um, uh, from all over the world. People are coming in. So that's something amazing to see. Um, yeah, then I hope you found this episode helpful. Um, we're talking about uh, the long-term benefits as well. Uh, the long-term benefits, of course, and behavioral strategies will see you habituated going about your life, not worrying about tinnitus anymore. And the sound therapies might uh, not be able to do the same for you because uh, where the sound therapy uh, can't go is the fact that you will always be reminded somehow that your tinnitus is still in the background. And then when the battery, etc., fails, you have the full-on blast of all your emotions uh, suppressed emotions even I might say and that's of course maybe not something where you want to be in the long run so I hope you found this episode useful um, in the next couple of episodes we have some uh, more uh, great stuff coming up from you for you um, uh, talking a little bit more about the 30-day challenge that's hap happening in uh, January uh, we're gonna share a little bit more about what this 30-day habituation challenge will be about um, we are also releasing the podcast episode with Glenn Schweitzer, uh, an amazing podcast episode where Glenn shares all the insights that he has on eight years as a tinnitus coach. And he's been uh, getting close to 1000 people he's worked with from all over the globe. Um, uh, I'm more in the, uh, towards the 500. <laughs> so I'm half, half, halfway into where Glenn is with his coaching, but, um, uh, my coaching and the community is something that I have, I think perfected in my approach. So it's always only between who likes what approach better. I always say like, there's no real competition because there's so many people out there with tenancies and so little people who actually go into the space to really provide the help and relief that we do. So uh, finally, if you like this podcast, if you enjoy it, then I'd be super happy if you can give us a positive five-star review, um, uh, um, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss new episodes. And also it helps uh, more people with tinnitus to see the show, to hear the show, no, to hear the show actually. First they see it and then they listen to it, hopefully. Um, so uh, thank you very much for tuning in today. Please um, uh, subscribe, uh, give our uh, 14 days free trial in the community a shot. And um, yeah, I hear you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.
thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.